Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Bruise Not Broken podcast. Today we are going to be talking about Jeremiah. Why? Because I'm reading the book of Jeremiah and the word just stuck with me, so we're about to talk about it. <laughs> um, so today I was reading the book of Jeremiah chapter 20. And to give you a little bit of background, the chapter before that, chapter 19, Jeremiah was told by God to take a flask and break it in front of the people of Israel. Him breaking that flask was a symbol of how Israel was going to be broken into. Okay, it was a symbol about how the people were going to be broken because they turned away from God. They turned their backs towards God and rejected what he, you know, offered them. He, they rejected his word. And so this was the last straw. God was like, you know what? I am over this. Okay, Jeremiah, you go get this flask and you go prophesy to the people who want to persecute you. Okay. And that may seem like a small thing to God, but to Jeremiah, that was a big deal. Like, God, you want me to go out front and speak to these people that want to do me harm, that want to kill me, that don't like me. You want me to continue to speak to them? And Jeremiah did it. So he went out, he prophesied, and towards the end of chapter 19, God was saying like the vessel of a parter, how that is broken and cannot be made whole again is the same way Israel is going to be broken and cannot be made whole again. So we come to chapter 20 and we are introduced to Pasher. And Pasher is the chief governor of the house of the Lord and basically that is just saying that he is the second in command to the high priest. Okay? And for somebody who is second in command, who is positioned so highly, he lacks understanding. He lacks anointing. He lacks discernment. He doesn't know what God is doing in Jeremiah, let alone what is about to happen. He struck Jeremiah, okay? He struck Jeremiah, and he humiliated him publicly because of what Jeremiah prophesied. In simpler terms, when I when I read this, I'm like, he struck Jeremiah on the back of the head, tied him up, and tossed him. You know, he basically, he kidnapped him. He took him away. He bounded him up, and he put him in the stocks. And so... I was like, what, what are stocks? What do, what does this mean? Like, what does the Bible mean when it says, and put him in the stocks? But basically when he was put in the stocks, it translates into, um, like temporary staging, like how you see construction workers and they're standing on top of these little wooden platforms along with metal. That is what the stocks were. And the stocks were a place where prisoners were held captive. They were bonded. They were put in these positions that were very, very uncomfortable so that their muscles were cramped. So Pasher struck Jeremiah, put him in the stocks, humiliated him publicly, meaning he he tried to strip him of his title. He tried to strip him from being a messenger of the Lord. So Pasher was speaking to the public, basically him doing that, he wanted him to be humiliated. He wanted the public to know that this is a false prophet. He is a traitor. He should not be trusted. That is what Pasher was basically doing to Jeremiah. He was, um, he was stripping him. He was stripping him of who he was. And sometimes in life, we are stripped by circumstances. We are stripped by people, but we cannot allow them to take away what God put inside of us. Yes, 
Jeremiah was beaten. Yes, Jeremiah was persecuted. Yes, Jeremiah was humiliated publicly, but he did not let that stop him. And I know that he was humiliated publicly because all of this was done by the house of the Lord. All of this was done where pastor worked, which was the house of the Lord. Isn't that ironic? All of this was done by the temple. All of this chaos, all of this violence is done by the temple. This just proves what God was saying, that they are evil. This These people are evil. They aren't listening to me. They turned away from me. And look at them. They are here beating and persecuting people by my temple, by something so sacred, by something so holy. They are disregarding this safe space and putting violence next to it. So you can just see, like, in this time, everything and everyone definitely not, you know, walking in the footsteps that God had ordered. They were walking in their own ways. They were walking in their own understanding. They were listening to the dictates of their heart. And so when we keep on reading, we know that Pasher released Jeremiah the next day, okay? He um, brought him out of the stocks, and upon Jeremiah's release... Okay, this is what really got to me. Upon Jeremiah's release, he spoke out and spoke up to Pasture. And y'all want to know what he said? I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it verbatim. This is chapter 20, verses 3 through 6. He said, The Lord has not called your name Pasture, but Magor Misabib. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends, and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and your eyes shall see it. I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive to Babylon and slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the wealth of this city, all its produce, all its precious things, all the treasures of the kings of Judah. I will give into the hand of their enemies who will plunder them, seize them, and carry them to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who dwell in your house shall go into captivity. You shall go to Babylon, and there you shall die and be buried there, you and all your friends to whom you have prophesied lies. That was bold. (laughs) That was really bold of Jeremiah. This dude just beat you. He held you captive. He he bounded you with these ropes, with these things that they weren't handcuffs because they didn't have handcuffs back then like that. So I'm pretty sure it was just, you know, rope or whatever they were using to keep them tied up. But he spoke these bold words of the Lord to his enemy that just held him captive. It don't matter. He probably was trembling in his boots. He probably didn't even want to do it. But he let the Holy Spirit move him. And he spoke the word of the Lord saying, listen. You won't be taken captive. And the place that you're going to be taken captive in, you're going to be die you're going to die there and you're going to be buried, okay? Not just you, but your house. And not just your house, but the people you prophesied lies to, the people that followed you, the people that were led astray by your own false words. He spoke that to him. And the new name that God gave pasture, that means fair on every side. And I was thinking about it like, dang, fair on every side. Like God took his name and gave him a new name and called him fair on every side. So God's saying, you thought you were fair in something now. Oh, just wait until I bring my wrath upon you. Then you're going to know what fair is. Then you're going to know what it's like to look over your shoulder every second of the day. 
It's so funny how he held Jeremiah captive and God is saying, now you will be taken captive and everything that you own and everything that the Kings of Judah own and everything that is in this city is going to be taken captive by the people of Babylon. Everything that you own will no longer be yours. That was bold of Jeremiah. Upon his release, he did it immediately. I don't know who this is for, but God is telling you to do it now. God is telling you to speak boldly now. Don't be afraid of what they may say. Don't be afraid of what they may do. You got to trust that God has your back, just like Jeremiah. Speak it anyway. Do it anyway. I don't care about if I'm going to be persecuted. I don't care if somebody's going to try to get me because at the end of the day, God is on my side and God is going to break me free from every chain that tries to tie me down. I don't know who this is for, but you've been biting your tongue because you've been wanting to hold on to that friend. You've been biting your tongue because you ain't want to speak out a term, but it's time for you to get bold. It's time for you to get, you know, take some courage and speak it out loud because God didn't put that thing inside of you to hold on to. God put it inside of you to speak out, to speak on it. And don't take my words and mix it up for your own. I'm not telling you to go out here and cuss out everybody. No, what I'm telling you is to speak what God put in your heart. Somebody's messing with you. Somebody's disrespecting you. It's time that you be bold and you stand in the image of God because you are a child of a king, of the king. Stop letting these people walk over you. Speak what God is putting in your heart. Speak the truth, because that's what Jeremiah did. Jeremiah spoke the truth, and all you got to do is speak your truth. You've been trying to hold on to this friendship for years, but it's been draining you for years, but you were so afraid that if you spoke out that you were going to lose this person. Baby, you already lost the person, and you lost yourself by trying to hold on to something that wasn't meant to be held on to. God is saying, speak your truth, and whatever the outcome is, once you do that, then let it be. Let it be. If it is for you, it will come back to you. If it is not, then it will leave. But know that everything that has been taken away, God is going to restore it three times than what you lost. It's okay. Sometimes you got to do it afraid. God says you're fearing the wrong thing. You're fearing what the people will say. You're fearing what the people are going to do. You're fearing that how, you know, fearing what the people are going to look at you like. So what? God is saying you need to just fear me. Because if you don't fear me, you're going to be broken like the flash that Jeremiah broke in front of the children of Israel. Now, I want us to jump down to verses 9 through 10 in chapter 20, right? Jeremiah was like, he basically, he was talking to God. He was telling God about all that he was going through and how faithful he has been to God. And God already knows this. But Jeremiah was real. He spoke about his feelings. He spoke about how he felt. And he was like, God, I ain't even want to speak on your name. I didn't even want to speak what you put in my heart. But he said, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. Don't you know how powerful the word is? The word is so powerful (laughs) that it was burning a fire in Jeremiah's heart. 
shut up in his bones. When something is shut up, it means that it cannot be released. The only way that it can be released is if you push that thing out. See, Jeremiah wanted to enclose it. He wanted to keep it to himself. But when God gives you a word, that word is going to resonate inside of you until you birth that thing. So it's time for you to stop trying to hold back and you need to start letting it out what God put inside of you. Jeremiah was weary because he was holding this word back. I don't know who this is for, but you're growing exhausted because you're not doing what God told you to do. You're growing tired because you are keeping something God meant to be let out of you. Mm. God, you you speaking. You, you really doing the thing today because I feel this for myself. I feel this for myself. Sometimes we feel like we're walking on eggshells. You know, that people pleaser inside of us. We don't want to step on nobody's toes. We don't want to rub them the wrong way. So what? So what? There is a word inside of you that they need to hear. Okay? They need to hear this word in order to get back in right standing with God. They need to hear the word that is buried deep within your heart. It's time for you to let it out. The truth hurts. Nobody said the truth is smooth. Nobody said the truth is easy. The truth hurts. Okay, so when you speak, it doesn't mean that people are going to like what you say, but it's what they need to hear. For example, me and my boyfriend had a conversation the other day, and he was just like, you beat yourself up more than you celebrate yourself. You need to stop doing that. And when I heard that, I'm just like, what? Like, no, I don't. I picture myself as a strong woman, and, you know, I kind of felt like... (laughs) I was a little victimized, like, what? I don't beat myself up. But then it took me it took me a few minutes, you know. I had to listen to his word and, you know, just be still. And I realized that I do beat myself up more than I celebrate because that is my default mechanism. I was so used to growing up early, being the adult early. I had to take on more responsibilities at the age of 14, you know, because my mom had heart disease. So I had to get a job. I had to pay bills. I had to be the parent. And it was, it was a little hard and it was difficult. So when it came to me celebrating, I didn't really have much time to celebrate because it's, it's not what I was used to. And now that I'm older, I'm carrying what I learned in my past into my future. And I don't want that for me anymore. So I'm glad that my boyfriend told me that truth. I'm glad that he told me, you know, what he saw because that also affected him as well. And I'm glad that I, I know that now because now when I'm going through things, I celebrate myself. I say, you know what? Work may be hard for me today, but I accomplished way more than I thought I would. You know, I came way further than I thought I would come. I gotta, I gotta give myself a round of applause because ain't nobody gonna do it for you. You gotta do it for yourself. So when, when I find myself beating myself up, I'm just like, nah, that's not me. That's the enemy. That's shame trying to condemn me. That's shame trying to keep me from God's grace. God already forgave me. God still loves me and can no angel, no demon separate me from the love of God. So I'm not going to allow myself to sit here and sit in this sorrow. I'm going to rejoice in the name of the Lord because that is what I came to do. Rejoice, encourage, speak on my faith because it's my faith that brought me here. It's my faith that got me this far. My faith in God. And it's because of God's grace that I am able to lean on my faith. So, again, the truth isn't pretty, okay? But it's what 
we need to hear. It is necessary for growth. It is necessary for healing. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. You just got to let that thing out and you got to confront it head on. So be bold like Jeremiah. Don't let your circumstances keep you silent. Don't let people around you (laughs) keep you silent. That thing on the inside of you that is setting fire within, it's time for you to release it. It's time for you to release it. Because at the end of the day, you're not in this world to please people. You're not in this world to do what man wants you to do. You're in this world to give God the glory. Spread the good news. And sometimes spreading the good news comes with persecution, comes with trouble, comes with adversity. But that's what makes us stronger. That's what builds our resilience. That's what builds our endurance. So take this message, share it with a friend, and more importantly, remind yourself to be bold, to be courageous, to be confident in your steps that got ordered. So that wraps up today's episode. I thank you guys for tuning in. Do me a favor and drop a comment and review below. Also, follow my inspirational blog on Instagram at BNB Podcast, two underscores. And if you haven't already, make sure you order my second novel overcoming turbulence which is available on barnes and noble i will drop the link in the show note description thank you guys for tuning in i love you all and i will talk to you in the next episode